Traveler, we're live from the apocalypse. some follow-up questions that one oh, no. hey guys can you can you hear him can you hear him as well can anybody hear this no eddie we can't hear him okay so there's some good news and some bad news which one do you want first eddie what did it say well the bad news is you're all probably gonna die but the good news is i might not what not my words what? well my word what part what part of that is and none of that is good news it looks back at the doppelfanger. It's like, yeah, you're right. The way you did it was probably a little better. Uh, so, like, no, how, but seriously, how do we how do we not have that happen? Because I kind of like these guys. You know, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, uh, so this is going to be a little weird. Um, I kind of got to... All right, let me try and kind of talk talk you through this a little bit. So, um, that's the best thing to think of the best way I can do this in a way that you're going to find either uh, uh, satisfying or reassuring. So, at this point, you got about one move left, and you don't got a lot of time to plan it. You got to get up to the woodland frontier. Something bad's going to go down there. Now, just like to clarify, uh, when you say it's something bad, is it something bad or is it something like bad, like the like the sheep squash that we've been chasing, right? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a little I'm a little know, out uh, of it. I feel kind of off right now. Um, uh, you know, hey, that's honestly, that's 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 totally fair. Uh, this is honestly way, way more than uh, I was honestly expecting you to take. Wait, hold, hold the phone. What what what's the dose? If it's not, is the dose one pill or is it what, like what? Okay, so let me put let me put it to you, to you this way. Uh, okay, so you know, remember the last time that we talked, we had that whole kind of thing where I was like, "Hey, I love the podcast," and you were like, "Yeah, hey, that's were, great." You were chasing me through uh, the woods. So, it was kind of terrifying, but so, I didn't take any pills that time. Well, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, and hey, I'm I'm real sorry about that. I mean, I wasn't, you know, chasing you. I was trying to try to have a conversation with you. Uh, and you know, hey, correlation, not causation, that, you know, whole thing. Uh yeah, though the fungus phytos, you know, like they they got like they got like spores and shit, you know, like that mist kind of following them around. Yeah, that's just like you just just breathing in magic mushrooms, man. Like you've been microdosing. Oh shit. Um Hey guys, so apparently the fungus phytos are just like walking magic mushroom dispensers, and we got to go to Woodland Frontier because uh, that's our last uh, checkers move, basically. Or chess, I don't know. We got some problems though. Am I, I, am I, is this making sense to you guys? So I'm, no. I'm trying to like sus. Zero percent. No, well, I, none I, of I got, it makes sense. I got Woodland Frontiers. Uh, the the um, phytos do the spores. No, yeah, you're saying I, you're saying we're infected. Look, so what I'm telling me apparently is that what was happening is look. Apparently, I took a lot of whatever that dose was because it's supposed to be like in the little little cloud spores off the fungus phytos, and we've been like getting a little little weird ever since. And it turns out that uh, you know, the doppelfanger wasn't actually chasing me; he was just trying to talk to me. But then I look at the dogs, and it got all scary. So like. Uh, well, we're having a great conversation right now. He and I like this is this is much nicer than uh, than the other night. But so the yeah, we got to get to woodland. 
The pills have the fungus phytospores in them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. But uh, like, we gotta get, we gotta get the woodland frontier because Eddie, something Eddie, bad's gonna happen. Eddie, that Otherwise. fungus, that fungus gets in your brain, doesn't it? And like, takes isn't Fletcher? Isn't that what you said? It it takes over people. I, in in real life, yes, but this is not a thing that exists in real life. This like dogs infected with a a a, um, a spore that lets them move and attack and do things after death. That's not real. Um, none of this is real. So there there are no rules for us to assume anything operates by. Look, ask it how we die. If all of us are going to die, oh, ask it how we question. die. I like that. Yeah, question. that's a that's a real good question. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Doppelfanger, do you know how uh, how my friends die? Because uh, we can we cannot do that. That'd be great. Well, I mean, I, I I can't really speak to any like specifics or anything. This isn't like like a predestination thing or anything like that. I mean, we all know that's fake. Basically, there's gonna try to open up open up a a a, a door, open up a a, a hatch into a, a, another place. Um. How did ah man? How do I put this in a way you're gonna get? Um, okay. Um, like it's another dimension. Okay, let's do it. Think of it that way. Okay, like like there's there's a place outside of your you know you're like you're like you know linear reality, and they're trying to open up something into that, and it's also it's also kind of like inside your brain. You know, it's kind of like you know it's kind of like you know. Dream time, kind of that situation. Um, I mean, there's probably an episode in it. Not gonna lie. Um, the thing is, there is all kinds of stuff in there that is gonna come, come pouring out of there. Stuff that 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 you and your friends you got like no kind of natural defenses against. Like none of none of you know none of you. I mean, I want to say this like it's a pejorative, but like you know none of you human types. Got any kind of natural defenses against, and those invasive species—they're gonna, you know, run all through here, and uh, yeah, probably everybody's gonna die. Okay, I think I get it. Uh, hey guys, there's gonna be like a reverse inception kind of thing where like stuff's gonna come out of our heads instead of going into our heads, uh, and like it's gonna just—it's gonna get bad. Apparently, there's some sort of like dimensional hatch or portal or something that. Who's they? Who are they? Who try? Who's trying to open this thing? Uh the spores. Oh yeah, the spores are actually going to try to open the hatch so they can, uh, you know, access the dimensional portal, and then all the bad things in our brains are going to come pouring out and kill us. Um, so uh, at this point, I think Harper would absolutely like to see if she can at all sense anything to make sure that this is a thing that is actually happening, and that Eddie is not, in fact, just high off his gourd from like essentially ecstasy yeah i that that tracks and i'm also trying to make my paraphrases sound crazy af because well i'm very very much on drugs right now so the spores you just took in a pill form are gonna open a portal i'd like a hatch yeah into dreams yeah, you get it. So what you're saying is what 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 you the other you is saying is that none of this would have happened without us. That doesn't make any sense though. Where would the, where would it have started? Hey, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'll I'll wait for Harper to ask. 
her stuff. But I'm going to ask, like, where the stuff came from. Okay, uh, Harper, so uh, you know, are you just rolling weird, basically, like use magic? Yep, she's just trying to, you know, open up her third eye and, you know, try and sense, like, not even necessarily to be able to see and, like, converse with it the way Eddie is, but just, like, try to sense if there's actually, like, a presence, even. But I'll take I'll take the ability to talk to him too if I can, like because I did just roll an eleven, so you know I'm not I'm not saying I, but I'm just saying my third eye is open. <laughs> my third eye is open as shit. <laughs> okay, perfect. The magic works uh, without issues. You essentially kind of strain your third eye, like you open it and you basically it's like a staring contest. Like, like straining to see how long you can keep it open and basically looking into the void until like weird shapes start to appear. And you, for a moment, it's like everybody's shapes are kind of blurring and splitting apart. But you do see an additional silhouette here with you. But to you, it doesn't look like Eddie. It looks like you wearing a set of bloody scrubs. And at the same time, in the distance, you can hear what sounds like rolling thunder, like like a coming storm, but also rhythmic like like a beating heart or or something knocking but at that point then you you can't you can't maintain that level of stretching uh for very long and eventually that that extrasensory perception begins to fade There, there's definitely something there. I, I don't think he's just seeing things, but there definitely feels like there's something coming, and it's, it's. I don't know how else to describe it besides bad, dangerous. No, I mean this is real. Whatever he's seeing right now, it's not in his head. It's real. So, like, when it comes to these spores and it comes to like all this stuff, what what do we gotta do? Just like, what get get some get some bleach or some like Febreze or whatever, and then just get out of here. Like, how does how does that all work? I, Eddie, how, focus, focus. Where did it start? Where did it come from? Yeah, where where did all these things come from? What's like the patient zero kind of thing here? Is that spores, right? Well, uh, all right. I mean, I think let me try to see if I can uh, answer that as best I can. So, like, I wasn't like there for the whole thing. I'm not necessarily like there, there in the sense of like being physically present, you know, for for things. Oh, Sam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I knew you. I need to understand. So, so to your first question, uh, how do you kill it? Uh, 
That's a great question. Uh, I don't have a single solid answer for you. Um, I guess uh, maybe Bleach. I don't know. But again, see, this thing, it doesn't really work on like like logic, you know, and more works on like gut feelings, you know, stuff that feels right as opposed to stuff that you know is right. Uh, as to your second question, uh, again, I, I mostly uh, I mostly feel the spores more than I like, you know, uh, like follow them around. Like I'm not like, you know, I'm not like stocking them on Tinder or anything, but they, they've been growing for, for a while. And they're like this, uh, I don't know, this, like, like this antenna that picks up signals, picks up wavelengths from, from somewhere else, but they couldn't do anything. It was just, they're just like this. They're just like this brain. You know, just like picking up and recording information from wherever this other place is. Then, then something happened. Something changed. They got, you know, they they something. They got a hold of something. Something messed with their makeup, and they figured out how to how to spread themselves out. And then some, and somehow somebody, somebody got the bird idea to, to put this into, into some, some, somebody who was like, you know, like psychic, like, you know, the guy DSP and man, it was just, it was a, it was a buffet from there. You know, they, they, you know, turned them into like, like a, just a, 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 a Wi-Fi hotspot for, you know, something from outside our dimension or whatever. All right. All right. I think I get it. So, Hey. Look, there was like basically this big old pile up that was like a brain and like this whole thing's all they all work on like, you know, feels rather than thoughts. Right. But it was like a brain with a big old antenna and it couldn't do too much. And then it's like they were looking for people who had ESPN and going on in their brain. Right. And then uh, once they had that going, they realized that they could just kind of boost the signal, if you will. And then next thing you know, bam, it's getting out everywhere. Like like a Wi-Fi hotspot. Right. And just uh, just going nuts. So. Clearly, someone with uh, with some psychic powers or s- some some mad brain juju managed to get this thing uh, going. I get the ball really rolling on this thing now, and it's just out. Clearly. Okay. All right. Listen. Can you ask it how much time we have? Can you ask it what it is? Because, like, I get it. Spores. Spores bad, uh, mad like people with psychic powers, bad with spores. But why can you see this thing and like Harper saw it before? And I mean, like, what is it? It's it's been around when the spores and the dogs are. So what is it connected to them? Yeah, I'm supposed to ask. Um... Like, how much time you have? You said we got to do something soon, right? So I'm assuming we got to do it, like, you know, time now kind of thing. But, like, um, what? Uh, I don't know if it's a rude question, but, like, what are you? Honestly, I don't really have the time to go into that in any way that you would find satisfying or reassuring. I appreciate the candor, though. Uh, it... it uh, it's too complicated to get into right now, based on the time we have. Sure. Uh, hey, are you gonna be around later for like, like we could do an interview for the podcast, right? 
Like, that'd be cool. Kind of do like a whole brief after, debrief afterwards. Eddie. Hmm? Focus. I am, I am sorry. We, we're the Frontier. Podcast afterwards. Hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Doppelfanger, this has been a lot of fun and all, but like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm starting to feel, uh, starting to feel kind of, kind of, kind of off, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll happen. Um, so that's kind of like, so some of that's natural. Uh, some of that's the, you know, you're feeling the fathom. Uh, and you know, that's weird for someone who's, you know, uh, linear. Um, uh, the other side of thing though is, uh, so it's really, it's easier for folks who they got that, they got that, that, that ESP kind of thing going on, you know, they got like, you know, they're, they're, they're like the, the, like, like the John Edwards of the Long Island medium, you know, like, or, or like, like your friend Hopper. Um, thing is, uh, you, uh, I, I don't really know how to break it to you, but, um, yeah, you got none of that. Like you're a, you're a plain cheese pizza, my friend. Yeah. But like, um, I'm not going to die. Though, so, so good. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, good news, good news. Uh, the spores, they're probably not going to take over your brain. Good to hear. Um, good to hear. Yeah, no, yeah. Plain cheese pizza definitely got that going on for you. Um, but, yeah, maybe um, as far as what else that's going to do to you, um, you kind of swim in uncharted waters, my friend. Well, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And Eddie turns back to the rest of the group and says, all right, guys, listen, uh, I'm not feeling great. We probably don't have a lot of time. The, the doppelfanger is saying we got to get going. Also, I'm playing cheese pizza, so it's all going to work out. Are we ready to go or what? Stan just looks helpless and confused and looks at Fletcher like, what do we do? <laughs> Bloodshot, like, wide-eyed Eddie. He's like, yeah! <laughs> but what? I mean, I guess we have no choice. Let's go. If we can... I'd rather do that, I guess, than just wait. Die? Look, according to my buddy, we got two options here. We can go close the dream hatch or all become nonlinear. I don't know how to do the second one. Dream hatch it is. Let's go to dream hatch. Uh, let's go to the woodlands. Can um, can I hold someone's hand while we walk? I'm feeling a little, little. I don't think the pavement's moving as much as that. Is the pavement moving? No, no. I'll, here, it's okay, man. Like you can hold my hand. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, who's driving? I cannot. Uh, not well, I, I him. Drive. I guess <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I guess Harper is volunteering <laughs> to drive yeah, because Harper, um, Harper, you've got to drive. Yeah. I, I, well, well, it's not going to be him. And uh, Stan's busy holding his hand, so it's got to be Stan's busy holding his hand. You could also just take over. I mean, hold it. No, you can drive. That's fine. It's fine. I, I'll just drive. Yeah, drive. I've had enough fungus phytos coming through my windshield. I'm good. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, is the Jeep even? Uh, I don't even remember. Is the Jeep still drivable right now? <laughs> <laughs> It is drivable. I don't remember if I took it up here, did we? That's a good question for... Don't specifically remember, Ooh. but you know what? Funnily enough, it just... It just <laughs> is here. It's here now. Yeah, you can you can drive the Jeep if you want. Like, that's fine. If you want, I can drive it. it I don't care. I just... We should go. I don't want to die, is the thing. Just, just get in the car. It's fine. 
And if it turns out that it wasn't here, there is an in-universe explanation. You just don't want to know it. Uh, I, I don't think we actually spelled out whose cars we took. Um, I'm pretty sure. We, we won't roll back the tape. But um, I mean, unless Stan wants to drive. But in that case, Harper is absolutely going to have her shotgun ready. Harper, so. Harper, we don't have time. Take the wheel. <laughs> no, like, see, what this is, is just... Harper's really jumping. Nope, Harper's jumping in the in the uh, the driver's seat. It doesn't really matter what like what kind of transportation we're taking, because really, it's all in the mind anyway. The mind is a vehicle that powers us forward. So, what's going to happen is uh, the wheels on the bus are going to actually take us Eddie to go around to Eddie. Hmm? Squeeze, yeah. squeeze Stan's hand. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, um, you know what, man? Just here. Tell you what. Let's count fingers. It'll be fine. You know what? We're going to count fingers. The car is going to be moving. Maybe we'll sling wheels on the bus. Oh, I love that song. Have you heard that recently? I have not. No. But you know what? I bet it'll be comforting. Let's sing that song. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. As as that's happening in the backseat, uh, I guess uh, Fletcher's going to take shotgun. And he's going to, as Harper is driving, he's, he's going to um, try to keep his voice down a little bit. But he's going to try to be heard over wheels on the bus. So he might have to be a little louder than he would like to be. Um, and, and he's going to say, Harper, have you always had visions? Or did that start after you were working at the spa? The, I, I didn't remember any visions until I had my, you know, first ceremony to be inducted as part of the order. And they let you into the the real springs in in the back that only you know members get access to. Not the not the stuff we have out front for tourists. Sure, obviously the special springs. Yeah, and that that was when I remember sort of that first real connection. And after that was when the visions started, and they weren't this strong. At, like the, these sorts of visions I do now where I'm like able to tell you guys like exactly what I saw with this amount of clarity. They, they weren't like that at first, but they, they got stronger over time. But that was really the first I remember them starting is after that. I, I just assumed it was like that for everybody in the order. Like I, I assumed that's what happens when you touch, like get, get to bathe in the springs and have your induction ceremony. Yeah, I, I think it might be, and I think that's what it was talking about. It said that all of this was because the spores were latching onto people who are capable of perceiving extrasensory phenomena or even creating extrasensory phenomena, and that's you because of the springs. And that means that it could be responsible, it, it could be because of anyone else that's in your uh, cult, or uh, it could be the entire cult itself, or it could be the people who started the cult. I don't know. But it's good to be I related mean, in some way. The, the, the guy who went missing, whose, whose body we found, I, the vision I had of him when I was cleaning that room, they, they were asking what's happening to him. Do we think, is it, is it him? Whatever, maybe his ceremony, like, was an even stronger reaction and and that's what kicked this off so we're all infected with these spores but 
maybe they work differently when they infect people like you? I mean, I haven't... I've been around all of it, though, and nothing's happened to me. Not, Not anything that wasn't already happening to me. That's true. I guess we'll know when we get there. The wheels on the bus go round. <laughs> swish, swish, swish. Swish, swish, swish. The wheels on the bus go swish, swish. Hey. Yeah, I got it. I don't I don't know this hey, song. Hey, Hopper, can you, uh, can you hop the horn? Did, did the doppelfanger come with us? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At some point in the back, like Eddie and um, it's okay. Hold Eddie my and Stan are singing, and like Eddie just turns to the doppelfanger, is like, "All right, yeah, take it away, man." All through the town, <laughs> you're not really, you're not really sure how exactly he is like fit into the car physically, but he's definitely there. Like to to you, Eddie, there is more space in the back seat than there like should be. Also, Harper, every now and then. When you check your rearview mirror, you you get like like a fleeting glimpse of your doppelganger. My my creepy bloody scrubs doppelganger. Uh, Eddie, why don't we uh, why don't we let your uh, why don't we let the doppelfanger solo a few of those verses, shall we? Oh yeah, no, he's got a great singing voice. Take it away, bro. Also, Harper, did you get like a? I I, I thought I thought I already I already told you I don't I don't I don't know this song. I mean, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's dope. I, I, I never no, heard no, it before. It's a classic, man. How do you not know this? And we start arguing about why he doesn't know this song. This backfired spectacularly. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's... Okay. Uh, do we want to tell someone where we're going? Like, an authority... What authority are you thinking we can explain this? I I mean, I'm more... In the time enough that they'd be able to help. I mean, I'm more thinking... Listen, my dad, if my dad finds my body in the woods, he's gonna, like, I... You know, he, he already made it through the divorce. And I just think that maybe there are things that you don't do to your parents, like go missing in the woods and you know then have search parties and finding bodies in the woods okay 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 i don't really want to die but if i do how about this we we've got these emails that aren't going to be any help when we get up there how about we write a quick note and stick it in the envelope with this stuff and we leave it with your dad so that even if something if if for some reason everyone doesn't die but like we do um, your dad can look into what the hell was going on in the first place with the resort. Okay, yeah, that's I like that. Let that that is better. Yeah. Look, Stan raises a good point with us. We don't know what we're walking into. It could be absolutely nothing, and maybe Eddie's just high. But hey, how you, how you doing? He's there. There's definitely something. He's not just high. There was some like I can I can see I can see her. I can see the doppelganger in the back. Not all the time. Not like him. All right. But she's definitely there. Fair fair enough. There's something going on here. But whatever we're driving into. 
we have no way of knowing what it is. And if you are concerned, if you're worried about what might happen next, if you're worried about surviving this, if you're worried about leaving your family or your loved ones behind, then you can sit this one out. You can leave, turn around, drive back to town, stay safe. I... No, I mean, like, there's... My friend's missing, and I I want to help. I just don't want... I mean, if something... If we really are going to die tonight, then who's going to stop this thing? Stan, I don't say this to call you a coward or anything like that. It's very reasonable. It makes sense. And I don't want any of you to have to deal with it. I... Look. I have to be there and I have to try to stop whatever is about to happen. But all of you don't. What do you mean you have to be there? I can't explain right now. It's just something that I have to do. And like I said, maybe we're walking into nothing but this is this is the choice that I'm making, and I'm not going to think any less of any of you, or, and I don't think you'll think any less of each other if you choose to go home. Well, very noble of you, but it sounds like no matter what, I'm screwed anyway, because I'm the one here that is going to be most fucked up by these spores. So whatever, I'm in. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm not trying to say I'm not in. I'm mostly just, you know, like you always have like a plan and we don't really have a plan so much as like a lot of good intentions, but I really want there to be like a backup plan at least like, hey, catch someone else in the future. All right. So we'll do the, the evidence we have and the note and hopefully your dad will pay attention to it because, you know, if you die and it's the last thing you give him, that would motivate me to find out what the hell happened. So, you know. Hey guys, look, we don't actually need like a plan, but the whole thing is based on feeling. So if we like truly feel that in our hearts of hearts that we're going to, we're going to win, we just take the, the, you know, the belief that we are going to be the victors. That means that most of us will probably not die as we go into this. Right. Eddie, do yeah, you want to high fives? Okay, I'm just gonna high five. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I'm just gonna, I'll keep holding your hand. Actually, okay, yeah. Do you want to fake it until you make it? Is the plan to destroy the monsters? Well, I mean, no. The doppelfangers said that they they respond to feelings, not logic. So, like, if we're making a plan, that sounds really logical to me. And if we're just gonna like, you know, emote at them, maybe they'll go away. Huh? that crack it? We got this. I mean, if the baths don't work, yeah, well, that sounds as likely as a backup plan as any, really. That's another, that's, that's another way to crack it, though, right? So, like, look, um, I'm going to take a quick nap while we, uh, while we uh, get there. Okay, yeah, so. You, you should try to sleep it off. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're going to be there soon. Yeah, all right. Um, we got this. Go team. And he just kind of like slides down the back of the seat. <laughs> and as you are sort of closing your eyes and tuning out the rest of the world around you, you are suddenly aware of 
an additional ambient sound. There is the thrumming of the car and the sound of the road beneath the wheels, but there is also this throbbing, pounding sound, almost like it's coming from inside your head. This this rolling thunder, this persistent, rhythmic tapping. But against the entire sky, it seems like. I think Eddie just starts like rubbing his temples with his eyes closed in the back of the back seat. Like, let's go, Stan's hands. And it's just like, oh, what is that? Uh, something, somebody's knocking on heaven's door. Or, you know, the other place. Hey, Harper, you got any Guns N' Roses in this uh, this thing? Some, I, Yeah, I already said I have a gun. Why are, why are you still asking about that? <laughs> well, you know, you got to put it in the CD player to make it work. Why, what are you talk- why would I put my gun in a CD player? No, the Guns N' Roses. What? Yeah. We don't have any roses. Stan already said he has herbs, not he's, roses. He's talking about the band. I don't know why, but he's talking about the band. Because it sounds like something's knocking on Heaven's door. You don't hear that shit? That's also uh, the, not a gun's... Never mind. Wait, the... the, the, the <laughs> is that Rolling Stones? Is that what that is? The knocking, beating noise? Yeah, I, I heard that when I was, like, making sure you weren't crazy. Yeah, I, I heard that. I don't hear it now, but, like... Okay, so not crazy. You all, you all do hear that, right? No, zero percent. No, no, I don't. Look, it's 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 happened. Like, yeah, there's there's like a, a thunder, like a, a thunder and like knocking heartbeat sound happening. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I I heard it before. Like it's there. Like thunder being struck, which is an ACDC. <laughs> oh yeah, like that Zeppelin song. That's an ACDC song. <laughs> Yeah. Knocking yeah. on Heaven Doors is a Bob Dylan song. Can we move on, please? Yeah, we can. Though Guns N' Roses did cover it. It's... They, they did. They did do a cover. They did cover it. I definitely know that Zeppelin did not do uh, Thunderstruck. They were so... not exact. They were not really contemporaries. <laughs> no. So I guess neither were Bob Dylan and uh, Guns N' Roses, to be fair. But if you're going to put any type of song in... but. You could put on Ramble On, because we were supposed to be rambling on to the the, the actual location of all this. <laughs> we're uh, we're rambling on right Indeed. now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is true. So if you are not gonna make any other any other stops along the way, you do pull up into the Woodland Frontier parking lot or crumbled remains of the parking lot, cracked asphalt covered in a thick layer of foliage. You see the front gate uh, looks to be ajar. Uh, just, I, you could, just careful. Do you want to, we could just go? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll just nudge the Jeep through. It's Probably fine. Just don't don't roll it down an embankment, okay? I only did that because the doppelganger was in the way, and I thought it was a real person. Okay, like okay, well, I know I'll just hit it, so it's fine. Yeah, hitting real people—that is potentially the solution. 
it's not a real person. It's the doppelganger, which we already know is kind of like creepy and not really there anyway. But how would you know is the question I have. If I see myself covered in bloody, dirty scrubs again, then this time I know to just hit it. Is that what it looks like to you? Yeah. Is that not what it looks like to everybody else? No. I've not seen it. Yeah, me either. But Eddie just said it looked like him with a creepy smile. There was no bloody... Oh, I... Well, he's also missing some eyes, but I got past that. It's me in bloody scrubs. That's, That's what I see every time I see it. The thing that that's, we were singing round uh, the wheels on the bus with in a round robin, that thing has no eyes, and we were singing in a round with it. Eddie, is that what you're telling me? You get used to it, yeah. It's a lot scarier when it's not chasing. Like, look, when I first saw him, he didn't have eyes. He was like, it looked like he was chasing me. It was real scary. But then he started talking like a cool dude, and I realized, like, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a jerk to someone who just like. Looks a little different than you and me, right? Yeah, what kind of cool things does your doppelganger say to you, Harper? That they It's never spoken to me. It just looks creepy at me. Well, have you tried saying hi? Have you tried to talk to it? No, I was being chased by dogs at the time. I thought you said you saw it in the back of the car. Well, yeah, but it's I'm driving and it's talking to Eddie. I also can't see it all the time. It just kind of flashes in and out. Hmm. You nudge the Jeep through the front gate and begin to slowly roll down the trail into Woodland Frontier proper. Where are you going to specifically? Are you just going to pull up in front of the uh, the main building where you drop the camera? Eddie, like, reaches a hand over the, the seat and, like, kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and he goes, Honestly, Harper, but just, I'd say close your eyes and just drive where you feel. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate your faith in me, but for obvious reasons, I will not be doing that. So, but an uh, interesting suggestion. We just gotta, all we gotta do is find the hatch where the dreams are trying to come out of. Okay. Um. Yeah, just, you know, open your third eye and. Actually, Eddie, maybe, maybe you should sit up front. Like, could, could you see it right now with your whole thing going on? Uh, I could, I could try. Yeah. Uh. I'm getting some mixed results right now. I'm kind of up and down, up and down. So, uh, you know, all through the town. Um, yeah, I, I can take a look. I mean, just well, let Harper drive. Let's actually, let's just get there. Like, let's just, you know what? Well, Harper is gonna like pull over and like put it in park for a quick second. And then she, she'll try and sense if, if we don't have a better direction than that, but she's not going to do it while she's also actively driving. So if we want to, like, when she pulls over, like, switch out and have Eddie in the front and do some weird, like, try and see if they can, like, link up their senses to, like, like, do some fucking, like, mind meld shit with this or, like, amplify it. <laughs> you want to go full Vulcan with Eddie? I Harper does not want to, but Harper <laughs> realizes that we are in dire straits. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? That's fine. It's fine. So 
the needs of the many. <laughs> uh, okay, so so quick quick seat swap, and I I am gonna say that Harper is trying to like maybe like try and see if like somehow can like link in her like either amplify use her powers to amplify what um eddie is seeing or if she can sort of like piggyback off of what he's doing to like sort of get more of a direction on like her powers so all right uh yeah sounds like a use magic roll to me i think eddie just makes aggressive eye contact with you and she's staring at you like okay Ooh, seven, but that's still technically a success. All right. Oh, so yeah, do you, uh, yeah, so you choose your glitch for that. Um, let's say the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. <laughs> How very dare. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck around and find out. <laughs> you know what? We're all screaming through the woods again later. <laughs> so does it help if I don't blink or if I like blink a lot? Like, uh, how, what, is it the eye contact thing that's going to do it or with the, like, sync our breathing? Like, what, what are we doing here, Harper? If, um, just, just, just don't talk. Let's mm-hmm. start with that and okay. we'll yeah, go from I- there. I can be quiet. I can just, definitely just, be quiet. Just, 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 just turn inward. Just, just, just like think inward, and then use that that t- getting deep in touch with yourself, and then you turn that sense outward so that you're in balance with yourself and your outside world, and we open our senses to that around us. And then hopefully we'll see something, but not our, not our voices. Not, we don't need our voices in order to get in touch between us and the outside world. Oh my God, girl, way to manifest. Oh God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun. That's your problem now. (laughs) What? I'm so, what? What what is happening right now? Get, mm, mm. So is it still uh, sitting in the backseat and just like talking forward? Uh, at this point, uh, Harper, you perceive the doppelganger sitting shotgun next to you. And Eddie, you in the passenger seat perceive the doppelganger to be driving. Whoa. Um, oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, okay. 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 This is this. No, this is good. This is the um, good. Um, so hi, hi, nice to, I guess, meet you. Um, oh my God, same. So where, so where, uh, are we going? Where, where's this, where, uh, should we be at this point? Ah, uh, that is a great question. Um, I do not know. Okay. 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 Um, any thoughts on where uh just general directions general feelings of like where in this moment would be a good place to head to try and like you know fix the thing that's gonna kill us all okay so 
right now, since you're so so you're connected to Eddie and he's connected to the spores, to the fathom. And so that's like this like kind of a like interdimensional kind of antenna computer thing. And you know how like, you know, it's you know, how it's like all, you know, it's all one world, you know, it's all part of one big organism, you know? Mm-hmm, right, exactly. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. yep totally. So yep, so I that's that's you right now. So okay. Okay. So if you're all part of one organism, if something, you know, touches it, you're going to feel it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Okay. Um so what what sort of senses am I looking for to understand like that feeling of like something touching it? I guess well, I guess, you know, just get, you got to kind of like put yourself in its shoes, you know, you got to just like, you know, really kind of like let yourself out into the universe, you know, really like, like empathize with it. Okay. Emp- empathize with the spore. Become the spore. Source. Become. The Although not, spore. not too much, not okay. too much though. Like that'll get you into trouble, yeah, right? I mean, no, like, I mean, obviously. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Jinx, okay. right? Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so just gonna <sighs> center myself and just extend my senses outward and try to really get in touch with the spores. You once again can hear that pounding, that rhythmic, almost heartbeat. And it's sending vibrations through the car. You can, you can see, the, see the rocks and the leaves outside jumping with each pulse. In fact, you're not sure how you didn't notice this before. The the broken glass in the windows of the the cabins is vibrating. And you can almost kind of see this shockwave reverberating out from a central point that looks like it's coming from this building a little ways ahead of you. It's this uh, old visitor center for Woodland Woodland Frontier, it looks like. And Eddie, as you are looking over at that same building, you remember that when you were here before, the door was hanging open, whereas now it appears to be shut. At the same time, as you are scanning around, feeling this rattling shake through what feels like your your molecules you are aware of almost this kind of like out of body sensation like you see yourselves you see Fletcher and Stan in the back seat you see the car in the 
fading amber light just spearing through the trees around you. And you realize that you are on the outside of the car looking in. Or at least you're seeing through the eyes of something that is. Hey, uh, Hopper, I know you said to be uh, be quiet for a little bit, but I have a couple things I think we should bring to your attention and to the rest of the car's attention as well. The 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 vibrating, yeah, I can, I I, I feel the pulsing, yeah. No, but like there's something outside the car too. And as you all look out the window, you can see stalking out of the trees and surrounding the car, these spindly, low, pale shapes. They appear somehow even more haggard and emaciated and riven than they were before. It looks almost like they're being held together more by this fungal sinew than by muscle. But these dogs, these white things, have you surrounded. Yeah, that's kind of the rough thing about being all part of, like, one thing, one organism. Like, you can feel it, but yeah, you know, I guess uh, they can kind of feel you too sometimes. I guess maybe I should have mentioned that before. I'm sorry, that's my bad. That's really, that's on me. That's all me. I'm I'm the worst. Oh, man. <laughs> um... Hey, you know, I, I get it, man. Like, win some, you lose some. Oh, hey, guys, we are surrounded by fungophytos, though. Um, apparently, they can, like, feel us, and we can feel them. Hey, ha- uh, Harper, ganger, step on it. <laughs> we can all see these, though, right? Yes, the 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 the, the fungus phytos, uh, the white things, the dogs. Those those uh, those exist very much in your material reality. Yeah, those we can see. Uh, uh, get get your bat and what uh, whatever else you guys have, cause I guess you. Uh, do you want a bat? Do you want a thing? To just what do I give you? Like I'm handing like my bat over and some herbs and stuff. <laughs> well, that depends. Am I trying to drive through this to somewhere or are we just like trying to take these out now? Because if I have to park, I am grabbing my gun. You just got to follow your feelings, Harper. Stop saying that. I don't suppose the, the weird doppelgangers have anything more helpful to say about where we're supposed to be going. I, I think I'm supposed to be following the vibrations. Do you feel vibrations? Yeah, then, don't you? Then follow them. Yes, go <laughs> to the things. <laughs> so I guess Harper is going to try to was the was I sensing that it was coming from the cabin? Is that what was meant by the, like the 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 shaking or is it just a different reason why like the the windows were shaking? So it seemed it seemed now. like you could perceive this kind of um, these ripples, the shock wave uh, that mm-hmm. is sort of emanating from uh, the old visitor center. Okay, which is near us near, now, or like uh, that is—it's a little further down the road. 
cool, then I am going to start trying to hightail it that way. Okay, office. you're just going to kind of gun it over to the visitor center. All right, um, go ahead and give me a roll to act under pressure. Ooh, is that a thing I do? It's not a thing I don't do. Some of us are kind of cool. No one here is tough. Not bad. That is going to be a nine, which for act under pressure. Oh, no. Uh, I get a worse outcome, hard choice or price to pay. And it's uh, you, the keeper, specifically the one who decides what that is going to be. You gun it through the circle of hounds in front of you and you hear their hollow baying as they try to clamor up on and into the jeep but you just plow straight through them spitting gravel on the path as you do so and you are trying to come to a stop in front of the visitor center, but suddenly one of the hounds takes a flying leap at the driver's side window, shattering it as its head bursts through and throwing you off balance and causing you to lose control of Stan's Jeep again. And you slam into the wooden deck of the visitor center that just splinters under you and you are all jolted forward. Good news. You are directly at the visitor center. Uh, The bad news is you're maybe a little bit too close and unfortunately this time the Jeep has sustained some damage. So Stan, like, pulls back his bat to swing at this thing that just came through the window and screams, You are never driving my car again! And takes a swing. I'm gonna roll. Kick some ass. To kick some ass. Hold on. It wasn't my fault. It was 100% (laughs) your fault. That is an eight for the dear listeners. Okay, so what is the harm on your baseball bat? It's to harm, innocuous, messy. All right. You bring the bat down as hard as you can in the confines of the Jeep. You can't get a full good arc with it, but still enough. And you're, I think, fair to say, pretty mad right now. My baby. And you smash through this thing's head. It actually almost just kind of collapses under the weight of your blow. It deflates as it recoils out of the window. But as it does, you are cut along your arm by one of its errant claws for one harm. And so right now, that one has been driven off, and you can see the rest of the pack rapidly closing in behind you. There is a path, if you can jimmy the door open, where you could make a dash for the front door of the visitor center. 
Okay, I'm gonna. Or, or you could just, or you could just run off screaming into the woods. I mean, that's also an option. <laughs> no, I am gonna. Uh, no, you read my mind. I'm gonna go ahead and kick at the door because I'm still mad and now I'm bleeding, and uh, get get the door open and try to go into the visitor center. I, like, well, I'm waiting for everybody else, but yeah, I'm gonna like fling out the door and kind of stumble around and look in that 360 of panic with my bat in front of me. Uh, I'm going to give you some continued momentum from your, your kick and ass roll. Um, so you, you successfully kick the door open enough to make a space to clamber out of, and you scramble up the splintered planks of the deck looking around. Then you can see again, this, uh, hack of the dogs closing in on you and you have a clear line to the door. Um, you do see the one that you injured down in front of you and it turns its collapsed, deflated skull towards you, affixing you in this massive cyclopean gaze. And you swear for a second that it is going to pounce at you, but then suddenly it doesn't. It stops and it seems to kind of back off from you. Yeah, that's right. You want more of this? Just waving the waving the baseball bat. Come on, guys, let's go. As this has happened, you also feel this weird, it's almost like like a heartburn or something like that. This weird like swelling or, or tightness in your chest. You know what acid reflux is sometimes a reaction to intense uh situations of anxiety and I'm, adrenaline. I'm sure I'm know? sure honestly I'm sure that's what it is. Hey, you know, at visitor center, maybe they got some like, you know, 30-year-old tums in there. They might or you know, so far I've been pretty pretty good with uh Scottish daddy's bag of mystery. Like that has come through most of the time. So once we are to safety. <laughs> so are you uh, taking a, are you directly ducking into the visitor center or are you kind of trying to guard, guard the way for everybody else? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure everybody else gets in. I would like to make a roll because uh, I feel like it is appropriate at this time to do so. Um, I would like to roll panic button. Uh, where it allows us to escape a situation without problem, right? Uh, we need to escape, name the route you're going to try, and roll plus sharp. And there's a variety of different options based on the outcome. So I want to take that route with Stan in rage mode defending us to the visitor center and try to make that a clean uh, escape. I'm going to roll some dice and see how it goes, though. Unless anybody else has a thing they want to do. But this I just want to make sure that I grab the duffel bag that has my gun in it on as I'm running to the visitor center. I just want to make sure I bring that with me. Cool. And, you know, in case anyone's forgotten that I have a gun, I know, you know, we've been very vague about what we have with us, but I just want to make sure it's on the record that I have this with me. I mean, look, you just have to get yourself a black tactical bag full of, like, all sorts of nonsense that is not firearms. <laughs> Do any of us have a gun? You know, <laughs> let me check my bag, but I think I got you covered. 
Boom. Uh, I'm going to roll. Uh, 2d6 plus 1 for sharp. <laughs> I fucking failed. You could always use a luck <laughs> point. Uh, what's it do if it fails? Let's see. What's more interesting? That man, I'm, I'm two for two for this session. That's nice. I didn't close it. There it is. Uh, let's see. On a seven to nine, I can go or stay, but it's going to cost you. On a miss, you're caught halfway out. I think I will burn a luck point here, right? I think Eddie is going to uh, just be muttering to himself, like, you got to follow the feelings, not the logic. You got to follow the feelings, not the logic. The logical path is to go straight, is to go straight there. That's what they're going to think. So I just got to, I got to feel my way to, I got to feel my way to this place. I got to, I got to, holy shit, the side door, (laughs) right? Uh, and I think that's the logic versus feeling intuition where instead of making the break directly, he really runs around the side and is able to like get in in another way that is closer and a little less guarded. Right. Uh, or if you have, again, something better, but that's the equivalent of using that left point. Does uh, does panic button let everybody else follow that same route or is it only for you? I believe <laughs> it just says you. Um, is it like you, the party, or you, the player? Well, so tell you what. So, it's a, so you did, you did, you spent a luck point. So that's an automatic twelve. So Eddie scrambles out of the car. Uh, does not bolt for the front door that uh, Stan is guarding. Instead, actually clambers over the hood of the jeep and runs around the side of the building to. Uh, a side service entrance that honestly none of you really even saw before. Like it's kind of back in the shadows. Like there's a burnt out bulb over it. But now that you're looking at it, like it's maybe not as close as the front door, but it would at the very least also put the Jeep between you and the dogs. So Eddie gets there. Fine. Um, whether or not the rest of you would like to try and pursue that alternate route uh, is up to you guys. So I guess that just leaves uh, Fletcher and Harper. So I think Harper, given that uh, she just had this like zero in moment with Eddie, is actually going to trust his instincts for once. And so she's going to actually try to follow Eddie. Because, like, he's he's sensing the world around him. He's, like, tuned in right now, you know? I've got, I've got great know. instincts. Every single time, this works out for me. Normally, she would absolutely not trust you and would have just followed Stan. But right this moment, we, we, we we're on the same wavelength. You're, like, tapped in. Okay. Uh, I'll say, go in and act under pressure. Oh, no. uh, I will I will give you a, a plus one cool. for following, following Eddie's panic button route cool. that he has laid out. That's a social plus one. No, that's already got the plus one factored in. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh it would have okay. it would have been an outright fail. The plus one mm. is uh, allows me to have it do the worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Uh, your option once again, keeper. All right. Well, you are clamoring out, and you uh, are trying to book it for the 
back entrance, mm-hmm. but you tug suddenly as you realize that one of the straps on your duffel bag uh, has become quite caught on the splintered timbers of the deck. So you can leave it behind and unquestionably get to safety, or you can stick around to free it with the dogs bearing down on you. I really want this gun. I'm going to stick around. I'm just going to start trying to, like, really tug it free. I think Fletcher is a little distracted uh, and doesn't even necessarily notice Harper and Eddie going for a different route because uh, as he gets out of the car, he's he's going to be the last because he wants to try to slow these things down, if not outright stop them, if he can. Uh, so, so Fletcher's going to get out of the car and he's going to sort of dawdle a little bit just so that the others run away. And then he's going to turn and face the fungus Fido's and pull his, uh, pull his, uh, or take his staff in, uh, in both of his hands. And, uh, then he's going to, yeah, he's going to move to face the, the, these creatures and he's going to, take a deep breath and just kind of let it out as an exhale, because I don't think he's ever really tried to do anything this, this big before really he's going to take the staff and he's going to flip it, summon this, this largely untouched power that exists within that exists within himself um, that he's known about for a long time, but has always been kind of scared to tap into so he's going to summon this reserve of will, this this power that's inside of him, take the staff, slam it into the ground, and just try to create this arc of force from the impact point that radiates out and strikes the, the fungus Fidos. Um, and I would like to roll use magic to do that. So this would be inflict harm, which is one harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. Let me roll it. Okay. I got an eight, which means that I, uh, it works imperfectly. I choose my effect, but I also choose a glitch and then you decide what the glitch is. So my effect is, uh, one harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious to all of them. Um, my glitch, I think I'm going to take one harm. I think uh, this sudden release of this power that I've sort of been holding back in myself is also going to sort of backlash and knock Fletcher back off of his feet with the force. If that's if that's cool with you, Brendan, as a storyteller. Yeah, sounds good. Is you? Well, actually, here, Steve, would you like to describe uh, sort of how this looks to everyone else? So if anyone is paying attention, which Fletcher was kind of trying to time this so that like Eddie, at least Eddie and Harper were running away, but Stan, who's already made it to the the visitor center might, might see this, but basically it's just Fletcher sort of very calmly stepping out of the car. He's not running away the way that the others are. And he actually turns and faces 
the group of the of the fungus phytos. He takes a step towards them and kind of plants his feet and then takes that that blackened wooden walking stick that you've seen him carrying around with him. Takes a deep breath, lets it out slowly, lifts that stick over his head, slams it down into the ground, and you see this wave of of almost imperceptible but but still visible force radiate out forward from the impact point and strike all of the fungus phytos. But it also knocks Fletcher back off of his feet and onto his back in the ground with the force of it. For like half, well, a a couple of seconds, Stan is frozen because what the fuck? Uh, but then he kind of snaps too when he sees a little bit of movement from where the the fungus phytos were flung and books it towards Fletcher to pick him up and get him on his feet again. Yeah, assuming one harm is not is enough. Yeah, one harm ignoring armor is is not enough to kill all of them. Uh, it yo, know, it does it does not destroy all of them. Actually, so the one that was nearest to you, the one that uh, Stan had struck earlier, that one actually is essentially just disintegrated by this wave of force. It is just this cloud of spores and bone carried away on the wind. The remainder are are shaken off of their Feet. They are heaved into the air and collapse in a heap, and it's taking them some time to get back up again to right themselves. Their their movements were already jerky and unnatural, but they seem almost more so now as they are struggling to to regain their balance and their standing position. You have you have bought yourself some time. That's good because I'm going to need that time to get back on my feet and yep. <laughs> run away. So, yeah, Stan, you already feel Stan uh, dragging you to your feet. You cough a bit and you taste a combination of ozone and blood. I, yeah, Fletcher kind of spits the, the blood out onto the ground as he's getting up. Okay, so actual Merlin. Uh, can we, but let's get inside. Uh, not that that wasn't insanely cool and kind of hot, but you should. we should go inside now. Let, yeah, let's go. Did you say? Never mind. Let's go. Uh, and we we scramble, I guess, towards the visitor center, right? All right. Uh, at this point, you are able to get inside. At this point, Harper, with the additional time that Fletcher has been able to buy all of you, uh, you are able to free your your duffel bag without issue and follow um, Eddie into the side entrance. Team Psychic Feelings. Uh, team. Yeah, team. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting too into Flesher's spell. Yeah, team. Good vibes <laughs> back here. Whoop, 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 whoop. Team. Uh, team. Actual magic over here. <laughs> oh, you have not seen it yet. Magic would be cool. I wish we had someone that could do magic. It's okay. You just took a pill and got to do magic like the rest of us. That's all it took. That has no chance of being addictive for Eddie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that doesn't sound like a huge problem for research purposes. 
you all are inside the visitor center, slamming the doors behind you. Um, are you trying to to bar them closed or anything? Yes. Yeah, I mean, did we did we all we took two separate entrances, but did we end up in the same room? Uh, so you do actually both basically both end up in the same room. Uh, the d- different ends of this central uh, receiving room, this lobby, basically. Yeah, I think I think the adrenaline spike from all that is starting to make all the uh, the weird side effects of the uh, fathoms start to not wear off, but kind of like dim enough for Eddie They've to think. Faded into the background a little bit. Yeah. And very quickly, like, locks the door and starts looking around for something to put, like, maybe more in front of it. Uh, like a, a conveniently placed large shelf or uh, a maybe it's a door that opens outward and I can just slide a broom handle through the uh, through the door handle. And then that, that just that keeps it shut. Right. Uh, so you you uh, find you run past an old janitor's closet that looks like it still has a very old, very nasty mop in it. You can place that through the door. There are some, still some, some rotten barrels uh, with rusted, rusted rings around them that you can drag out of place and put in front of the door if you want. Hey, Harper, give me a hand real quick. We're going to uh, try and barricade this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, yeah, and she's going to drop the duffel bag, the gun bag on the ground and um, try and help. Cool. All right, you have done that. Um, Stan and Fletcher, uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, I think I... Uh, I mean, we're both one wounded. Um, I just help Fletcher in, watch our six, uh, and get through the door. Yeah, I, I think as we're going through, now that now that uh, Stan has obviously seen that, Fletcher's going to try to double down. And it might go poorly, but but he's gonna he's gonna give it a shot. Um, this is pretty much the exact circumstance he's been waiting for for him to have to use magic. So in the doorway, uh, I see him doing kind of the same thing, kind of kind of centering himself. He probably has to spit out a little bit more of the blood to do it, but he he kind of pushes Stan through the door, turns and faces where the fungus phytos are, are back to crawling out of the darkness. Um, beyond the the light, and uh, he's gonna kind of do the same thing. Take a take a moment, center himself, raise the staff, bring it down on the ground again. But instead of that sort of arc of of invisible force that radiates out, this time it's a single line of fire. That uh, well, well, I should roll first because I might not. This might not work. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. oh, oh, fi- fire. fire! Fire in fire. this woodland that we yes. are in. <laughs> yep. Hold on. Gotta go with what you feel. You're feeling fire. Fire magic. Uh, Bam! This time it goes way better than it did before. I rolled a thirteen. Woo! Uh, so this time it it works. I think before it was like kind of that. Um, it was that that explosion of everything being so pent up inside him for so long that it, it was just too much. Um, this time, though, now that he's he's gotten some of that out of his system, he is able to control it much better, and it does what he wants it to do. So that that where, where the 
end of the staff strikes the ground, there's a line of fire, a very thin line of fire that, that radiates out a little bit beyond the station. And then uh, basically it just erupts up into a column of fire that then spreads out into a circle, like a wall of fire that surrounds the welcome center. Um, and the the effect that I am choosing from Use Magic is bar a place or portal to a specific person or a type of creature. So I am putting a wall of fire in place so that the fungus phytos cannot pass through it. All right. Yep, there is this ring that surrounds the visitor center of this this line cutting through the foliage, this sort of this perpetually burning and smoldering line of of scintillating black and red that never seems to spread nor fully consume the leaves. And there you can see the heat lines coming up from it uh, and obscuring the view without and within. The the dogs approach, but they cannot cross. They probe around the edges and kind of claw and dig at it, but they are repelled by the heat at every turn. Hey, is, uh, is something burning around here? Huh? <laughs> y'all, y'all smell that? Just Is that just me? Um, Fletcher walks back into the visitor center and closes the door behind him. Stan has a teenage boy moment where he has to like reboot his brain. <laughs> um, is everybody is everybody all right? Did anybody get hurt? Uh, I got the. Uh, uh, Stan looks down at where the scrape or the the claw mark was, and I am going to use my gosh, what's it called that heals me. Um, I'm going to use unquenchable vitality. Um, so I'm going to roll plus cool and on a 10 plus I heal two harm, which obviously I only need to heal one and on a seven to nine, I heal one and stabilize on a miss. My injuries worsen. So let's not do that. Okay, guys. Cool. 10 for the audience at home. All right. You, you once again, feel this, this kind of welling up inside you, this kind of burning and this tension in your chest. But, and if Fletcher is paying attention, you know, looking out of the corner of his eye through the darkness of the lobby, uh, it looks as though these tendrils of blood briefly emerge from the gash in Stan's arm that's kind of hold the skin closed on either side and reseal it with not a not a scratch not a scar just 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 some blood on the surface so stan wipes his arm and kind of you know underneath the blood there's nothing so he just says i i thought it got me but i guess it wasn't it wasn't bad i'm okay is everybody else all right yeah, I, I guess it could have been. Uh, I guess it could have been a lot worse. Fletcher looks kind of meaningfully at, at Stan, but that's it. Uh, doesn't doesn't say anything besides that. Uh, 
I, I think we've got I think we've got a little bit of time, but we should figure out what we're going to do next. You are all standing in the abandoned lobby of this building. It is done in this sort of rustic log cabin aesthetic, kind of a cross between a, a hotel and a and a frontier general store. There are shelves of merchandise that are now mostly bare, rusted metal. There are here and there still some discarded mannequins in frayed turn-of-the-century clothing, paint flaking off of their just gaunt, blank faces. And to Eddie and Harper... At this point, the rumbling has almost seemed to become like a kind of breathing. The wood grain all around you throughout this room seems to sort of swell and contract with each pulse. Hey, uh, you, you feel that? Do you feel that too? The like, yeah, like almost, almost rhythmic. It, I, I guess it means. We're in the right place. I don't know if that's a good thing. Do you two, uh, do you two feel or hear that? The, the, the breathing, the, the, the building is breathing. I don't feel anything. Did you take another pill, Harper? No, I haven't taken any pills. There was only the one pill. I mean, I have some heartburn, but other than that, I, I'm okay. Uh, I, is it moving? Do you guys need to sit down? Do Do we have water? They might be dehydrated. God, it's, we're, we're not dehydrated. We're just tapped into senses that clearly you two don't have. Okay. Okay, but also magic mushrooms. So maybe maybe drink some water. We are just vibing. Okay. Look, sometimes when you get like really in tune to the things around you, you can sense things that other people's can't other people can't sense. Like yes. I know Harper kind of Thank went over you, this Eddie. once before. Yeah, no, no, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound crazy because you and I like same wavelength. Like honestly, it's weird they don't get it. Right? Like they're they're the ones that pff, they they're they're the ones who are just like clearly not paying attention. Like God. Yeah. How, 100%, how are they like, missing it? It's just like so it's it's overwhelming. I am I'm sorry I took me so long to get my mind right to see this. By the way, do we have any more of that uh, Fathom stuff? Like, is that... Was that just a one-time thing, or is that... Um, just... We'll put a pin in that, alright? This will only end in tears. I, uh, <laughs> uh, boy, do I really wish that I were, uh, that we were as uh, clued into the supernatural as, as you two are. Are we not talking about the magic? Is that... Is that... You just want to keep that on the DL like that? No, I think uh, Fletcher like just does sort of a long suffering. Like, <laughs> no, I think uh, magic is exactly what we're what we're talking about. I think Harper and uh, Eddie are clearly functioning on a higher level that you and I are just unable to comprehend. Uh, I think we should right. probably just crystal residences. Yeah, I think we should follow. Stuff. Yeah, I think we should just follow their lead. Yeah, I can do that. Pretty much. Been my thing today. That and bats. 
look afterwards, like Harper and I can sit down and do a couple episodes of, po- of, a, of a podcast, like get this thing all laid out for you guys. And that way it's, it makes sense. Right. And then we can all share this greater understanding of the universe uh, as we perceive it. Right. Right. So the house is breathing and mm-hmm. we've, yeah, the house we've, is breathing. we followed the, what did you call it? Ripples here. Yeah. It, it ripples and the, like the, the, the thunder and mm-hmm. the, the, this heartbeat and now we're here and like everything it's like breathing right and i so i'm it's it's here somewhere now i guess we just have to find the actual thing can you feel it right now <sighs> like you were feeling it earlier and i know that's like but get connections I mean, yeah, Harper's going to, like, look around and see if there's anything that from either her normal or abnormal senses that she can, like, see of, like, a, a opening? A door? All right, I'll say I'll roll to investigate a mystery. Is that a thing she does? Oh, okay. I'd like to help, if possible. Is that after or before? Doesn't say. So should I roll, or are you supposed to do help move first? Which one would Brendan like to see? It would probably be before, because it says your help grants them plus one to their roll. You would think you would factor that in before. Makes, Makes sense. sense to me. Oh! Oh, yeah. shit! You ever roll, like, snake eyes, but it's with, but with like, a 12 instead of a 2? That's fun fact. That's box called boxcars. Yeah, boxcars. So it's not called six snakes. <laughs> These snakes, the snakes are sick, yo. Yeah, that's when you that's when you find two really cool snakes lying on the ground. You're like, damn, Dang. these snakes are sick. So uh it's a good thing that I got the help because instead of a nine, that rolled me up to a ten, which means that I get to hold two on investigating this mystery. Um so I'm going to go with what is being concealed here as the like obvious like looking for the actual opening. It's the dream hatch, as it were. You pace around the old and graffitied lobby, seeing the slowly fading, distressingly orange light of dusk filling the room and it's it's hard to get a sense of direction because it's almost like you're right on top of it but you do notice looking at the floor a shelf that has odd scraping in front of it and you just on reflex, reach out and yank on it. And it comes away from the wall, scratching against the floor. And you can see behind it a ladder that leads down under the structure. 
Over top of the ladder is a cracked and faded sign that says Fallout Shelter. Cryptid Community College is a Live from the Apocalypse production. Our audio producers are Aaron Daggermanjan and Brendan Sherlock. Soundtrack provided by Matan Uchen. Find them on Twitter at SadTitled. You can follow the show, as well as our other productions, at Live from the Apoc on Twitter, at Live from the Apocalypse on Instagram, and on twitch.tv slash Live from the Apocalypse. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. A big thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll see you next class. <laughs>